Here's the truth. If you want to start a business, then start a business. You can't afford to wait until you're not afraid. Your current lack of money is not your biggest problem. And there's no such thing as the perfect timing. The only thing stopping your business is you. You just have to start. Don't overthink it. Just start. In this episode, I really wanted to talk to you guys about what it actually means and takes to really start and build a business online. Um, But also really wanted to talk to you guys about uh, being an entrepreneur and what that means for you. So in my first year of business, I learned that starting a business and building a business is more than just coming up with a business plan and deciding what your projected revenue goals were, no matter what school tried to tell me. Um, In fact, it's more about your purpose, your vision, your intentions, and your strategy. You take all those things and add in some marketing and some business processes, and then boom, there you go. You got a startup. Now, obviously, all of that stuff takes um, a lot of consideration. There's the ideation phase. There's testing your idea. There's determining who your audience is, who's your targeted audience, who's your primary audience, but then even going a little step further and realizing you can have more than one audience, um, figuring out what platforms that your audience is actually on. So I'm not saying it like that stuff is like, boom, you just think it, write it down, and there you go. No, there's like research and um, all these different things that go into place. But what I'm saying is, it's not just all about thinking it and writing it down. There's a lot of testing involved. There's a lot of research that's involved. And honestly, there is a lot of trial and error. And that is something that not a lot of people, I'll say not enough people, is talking about, you know, the trial and error of starting a business. You think that just because you start a business, it's going to be a success. And that's not true. Because a lot of times people are creating a product and then trying to go and find the audience when in fact, you should find the audience you want to serve and then create a product and or service that that particular audience needs. So a lot of times it's just because you might have done the steps out of order or um, you didn't do the research first, right? So I'm not saying that it's easy. I'm just saying that it's not everything that goes into a business. Um, So one of the one of the few things that I wanted to talk to you guys about, it's kind of going all the way back to the beginning. So if you haven't actually started your business, this is a fantastic episode for you. And if you have started your business, I want you to take a step back to see if you did these steps. And if not, then you need to circle back to it. Also, one of the biggest things you must do as an entrepreneur or small business owner is define what success looks like for you. I cannot emphasize that enough. Decide and define what success looks like for you. So if you listen to social media, everybody talks about, you know, I hit my first million or the whole do this and you'll be a six, seven figure earner. And yes, if that's your goal, that is flipping flint. I wanted to cuss, but that is absolutely fantastic if that is what your goals are. But something that people don't realize 
Um, and if they do realize it, maybe they just don't put two and two together. For the top 1% in America, the bottom of the 1% makes $420,000 a year, right? But nobody is talking about to be the considered the 1%. You could start off with the goal of $420,000 a year versus looking at the million dollar a year, right? So if you can create the lifestyle that you want and live a meaningful and purposeful life off $420,000 a year, would it be worth it? Even think about your business structure. Would a team of five or six people make you more happy than having to put together a business structure and processes and trainings and managers to run a corporation with a thousand employees, right? So let's just, I'll use me as an example. To me, success is when I can wake up every day happy and when I have the freedom to do what I want, when I want, with who I want. Let me be specific. If I can wake up and not be like, oh, I really don't feel like signing on to my computer. I really don't want to go to work right now. You know, if I wake up and I'm filled with negative thoughts before my day even gets started, that's not success. And I don't care if you're working in corporate America or if you're going to work in your own business. If you wake up with negative thoughts about what you're doing, that is not success to me. Furthermore, what I the freedom to do what I want when I want. So ultimately, that's why creating a business around your passion, creating a business around your why around the impact that you want to make, it's going to be so vital in the long run. So for me, whether I wake up and I go into my business and my programs and the services that I'm offering is helping other people find their happiness and their freedom. I know no matter a hard day, an easy day, a great day, a rainy day, that that's what I want to do to create that aha moment in other people to help them monetize their experience, their skills, their strengths, whatever that may be. That's always going to be worth it for me. Even furthermore, if my child got sick, I don't want to have to worry about am I going to lose my job? Or I don't want to have to worry about, you know, will my business be able to operate without me? So sometimes people are creating businesses based off of them always being in that business. So now you are creating a business that can only operate if you're working in it. Therefore, you are now an employee and not necessarily managing being the owner of that company. Yes, as a solopreneur, a lot of times that's how your business starts off. But you should always be scaling and creating processes um, that can run without you actually having to do it. So a lot of times solopreneurs, um, personal brands, they really get confused with this. That's where you start setting the expectation a little bit down the road where it's like, yes, depending on the price point, you do not really get access to me. You get access to my team. However, I create the processes, the training, the curriculum for um, my trainees or for my employees, however you end up talking it, you know what I'm saying? How, talking it, what the heck? However you end up explaining it to them, because typically as you grow, there's no way you're going to ha- be able to sp- really talk 
one-on-one to every single person in your audience. Um, That's where a pro for a small business is that you can, but as you scale, you know, you have to scale back on who personally has access to you. And that's why people start end up charging um, high ticket pricing for their one-on-one coaching. Even their group coaching is because they know how valuable their time is. And if I have programs and services that can serve your needs, that you don't have access to me, but you're still demanding access to me, you're going to pay for that demand. But ultimately, you should be creating businesses, uh, business structures, business processes, um, your training, your management, all of these things should be surrounding how can we create this business and scale this business so that it can operate without me as the CEO or without me as the um, the owner having to play a part in it. So can I go on a two week vacation with my family and my business is still operating at full capacity, full um, functionality without me having to actually be there, right? So that's the ultimate goal for me. And That does not necessarily mean it's a thousand people running my business. Ideally, I would only like five or six. Because for me, when I start hiring employees, I am now responsible for your success. I'm responsible for your salary. I'm responsible for your happiness. I don't want people coming into my company like I hate coming to work. So for me, it's easier and I'd be more happier. Um... I'd be more happy with doing that on a smaller scale than I feel that I would be trying to go into this major corporation um, structure. So figure out what that means for you. So I know freedom means a lot to me. I know that helping my audience realize that this is a true um, life-changing moment. It's a life-changing, it's a transformation, right? So kind of having helping my audience create that aha, but more than that aha to give them structure and a step by step model or a step by step blueprint to where they can actually implement this into their own life is even more important to me. And then being able to truly have a work life balance. If I need to take my kids into the office with me, no problem, I can do so. If I want to go on a two-week vacation out of the country with my family, no problem. The business could still run. But if I wanted to get up and go to work super early in the effing morning, I can do that too because I love what I do. To me, that's success. And that's not measured. That level of success is not measured by how much money am I bringing in. It's not measured by how many people can I employ. It's not measured by um, how many people know of me, right? So that's where you really, really want to brainstorm because sometimes people think growth means that you get more money. But in fact, what happens if you do make all this money, but now you're stretched thin and you're saying yes to every opportunity, even though that opportunity is not worth your happiness, it's not worth your commitment and it creates overwhelm and burnout. And now you're in a business that you hate. What's even worse is it's your business and you need to stay in it because now you have an obligation to all your employees. So that's where I'm saying that that's one of the very first things you need to do is understand 
what success looks like for you, like determine that for yourself. Um, And then once you figured out what your level of success is, determine what level of entrepreneurship do you want? Because a lot of times they make entrepreneurship sounds like it's a one size fit all and it's not true. That's why you have different levels. You have someone that's just looking for it to be a side hustle. Maybe they're just looking for a little bit of income on the side. Um, So like a second stream of income. But maybe the reason that they want to become an entrepreneur is because they 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 found their passion, they found a purpose, and they really want to create impact. And then maybe another reason is they freaking love money. They love what money can do. So they look at money as a tool. I know that if I have more money, I'm able to do more things. And even if that thing is, you know, provide a better lifestyle for your family, whether that means, you know, you can travel, so create a different level of life, Um, whether that means giving back to their charities, regardless of what they choose to do with the money, they know that money is a tool and they're trying to get their hands on as much of it as possible. So really understand what type of level of entrepreneurship you are. So if it's just a side hustle, maybe you can be a team of one and the goal is just to bring in an additional $3,000 a month. If that will make you happy, then, then that's fine. Do that. If you really want to be a full-time entrepreneur and work for yourself and create a small team in a work environment that people love to come to, then do that. Five to six people, maybe seven. Fantastic. And if you want to be the next Fortune 500, that's fine too. But understand what is going to make you happy. Don't always shoot for the Fortune 500 if you're not willing to come, if you're not willing to deal with the sacrifices and the headache that comes with it. So don't shoot for that when really that medium ground of just owning your own small business with five other people is what's going to make you happy. And don't even go for the small business if it's just a few thousand dollars that you're looking forward to that you're happy with just a side hustle. Determine those things for yourself and don't let social media or um Hell, just the media in general, don't let them determine those things for you. It's too many people that is living in our economy that are doing things because that's the way it's supposed to be done. Or they're wanting things just because they're trying to keep up with the Joneses. Or they feel like it's going to add to their value as a person and add to respect that people will have for them if they have this. Like, forget all of that. Literally, the best thing that we can achieve is full, authentic happiness. And if you can be happy and turn over some coins, like, you are really living the life. That's like the American dream. Another thing that I wanted to talk to you guys about is failure. So I'm I'm not going to get super deep, but it's... It's so important just because a lot of people have this thing of overnight success, but they don't realize the years and the trials and the failures that went into that overnight success, right? Just because you just found out about them or they just hit their first million dollars does not mean that they were an overnight success. So when it comes to failure, like you have to learn to embrace them. You have to be, you have to learn to be okay with it. I'm not saying that when you fail, it's not going to hurt. 
more than likely it will be or it will hurt. But if you can start finding that silver lining and start being optimistic about your failure, they become a micro failure and not a macro failure. And let me explain. So a micro failure is you fell down, right? So let's let's take this in a business standpoint. A micro failure could be I just sunk $3,000 into this um, ad campaign. And I got absolutely zero conversions. Nobody signed up for my program. And I just spent $3,000 in advertising. That's a micro failure. You can come back from that. You can then look at the results you did get, figure out where you can improve and do it again and do it again and do it again until you get it right. And now that failure has become a success. And then you can monetize that failure and how you went from this to that. That's another success. A macro failure is if you allowed that ad campaign not converting anyone to stop you from continuing the business. Macro failure means that it's finished. It's the end. It's the death of whatever that is. So because you didn't learn your lesson from running your first ad campaign where you sunk $3,000 into it, you chose to think that this isn't for me. I shouldn't be doing this. I'm going to shut down the business. And now it's become a macro failure. So yes, macro failure is bad, but micro failure is not. That's where the lessons lie. That's where you can go from bad to good and from good to great. But it's a process. And people aren't talking about the process. You don't just wake up a success story. You know, you're not going to go to sleep one day and wake up a millionaire. You have to go through the journey to become that person. You have to become that person. You don't just get to be them because you want to, which takes me back to where we started at the beginning of this podcast was um, what it behind the scenes and then you as the entrepreneur, you as the creative, you as the owner You have to have vision. You are solely responsible for where this company is going, right? And then you hire people that supports that vision that's on board with that mission, right? You as the owner, you triple down on your strengths and you hire and delegate out around your weaknesses, So vision is very, very important. And in order to truly get the proper vision of where this company is going, you have to understand what you deem to be a success, as well as what is this company doing, right? Is this company on its road to become the next Fortune 500? Or is this company, does it take pride in being a small business that produces big results? You define that. So vision is very, very important, but then also making sure that you have the right intentions. So not only having intentions for the end consumer, so for your audience, making sure that you always start with what they're needing or what their wants are, right? Don't create a product and then be super salesy to convince people they need something that they don't even need, let alone want. Instead, 
do research on your uh, on the consumer, do research on your audience and find that opportunity gap to be like, this is what they're wanting. This is what they're constantly saying that they need, but there's not a product out there for that. So let me create one for them and then market that to them um, by highlighting their pain points, highlighting that you've said that this is what you needed and here it finally is, right? So not only intentions for your audience though, have intentions for your employees, whether that's contracted employees or W-2 employees, um, always have good intentions when it comes to them too, because this becomes the face and the first voice that your customer is going to hear. Because as your business grow, the first voice they hear from your brand or your company is not going to be yours. They are more than likely going to come across your sales team first. So when you have your customer, or I'm sorry, if you have your employee's best interest at heart, then they're going to have your customer's best interest at heart and it becomes a domino effect. Also have best intentions for the company. And honestly, having best intentions for the company should come first, making sure that you're aligning the company with, um, with consumers that value what the, what the company has to offer right? Making sure you put employees in place to produce what the company needs to grow and to succeed, right? All of these different things, they're very, very important. And at, at different point in time, like this isn't a, um, this isn't a, like a fact at all times. There's moments where I feel the consumer comes first. There's times where I feel like your employees come first. And there's times where I feel like the, the company comes first. But one thing that I know for certain is you as the CEO, you as the owner do not come first. The business comes before you, your consumers come before you, and your employees come before you. So making sure that you're leading as the leader, you know, as the owner, as the CEO, as the creative, whatever you refer to yourself as, make sure that you are leading with intention. Then we go into your strategy. So now that you understand your vision, you know your goals, you know how much money you are seeking out to make, you know who your audience is and what you want to create for that audience. Then at that moment, then you create a strategy to figure out how are you going to go out there and obtain it. And your marketing strategy is typically what I'm referring to, but people then misunderstand what a marketing strategy is. So right now in today's world, everybody thinks that that's a content strategy and a content strategy is only part of a marketing strategy. Advertising is only a part of a marketing strategy. And I'm not going to dig into all of that stuff here. This episode is literally just for you guys to understand before you can even set out to start and build your company. If you're going to build a company that you love, if you're going to build a company where going to work doesn't necessarily feel like you're going to work because you just love it that much, you have to build it with purpose and intention. You have to be clear on what you think success is. You have to be clear on what a, if, if you could really paint it out, what does the best day at work look like? You know, what, what type of hours are you turning over? What type of profit are you turning over? Really getting clear on what that looks like for you so that a strategy can be put into place to fulfill that goal, to fulfill that vision. 
So really quick, just to recap, because I'm very passionate about this and I can go on on and on. Um, Really quick, just to recap, building and starting a business is more than just paperwork and documentation and coming up with a product to to sell, right? Don't get me wrong. The number one thing that a business must do is to earn money. It's a it's a it's a pay transaction between the company and the consumer. But in order to run a business, it's not just those things. It's a lot more things that go into play. And before we can even tap into the business structure and the business processes and, you know, strategy, implementation, execution, measurements, reporting, analysis, a sales acquisition, before you can go into any of these things, you really have to figure out why am I even doing this in the first place? What goals do I want in my personal life? What will my employees want? What does my consumers want? What can I fulfill and still be happy? Really dive into that before starting out on this adventure because there are going to be days where you're like, what the fuck? And excuse my language, but there are going to be days where you are wanting to pull your head out, um, your head out, Jesus, pulling your hair out. There's going to be times where the critics seem to be louder than the supporters. There's going to be moments where you're like, I put all of my best energy in this and I didn't get one sale. So with knowing that those moments are coming, you have to get to the point where it's what I'm doing more than what it's giving me. Is my purpose more important and more valuable to me than what this business can give me, which is money? It's what I'm doing. It's waking up, being able to define what happiness looks like to me, to define what success looks like for me, to determine what how much money I'm going to make, to go to work happy and not stressing about, am I going to lose my job? I hate the employees there, all these other things. Is that more important than how much money this company can make me? Figure that out because I'm telling you, you can make the money. Even if it's a million dollar goal, you can make the money with the right strategy, with the right execution, with the right work ethic, you know, with the right networking system, you can make the money. But is that money going to be worth it when you get there if you're not intentional about what level of success you want, about, you know, how you want to feel? All of those things are important. So that's really all I wanted to talk to you guys about on this episode. Make sure that you um, go ahead and like the podcast. Make sure you set your notifications up so that you can get notified when a new episode comes out. Um we're going to be dropping, we're going to be dropping gems for you guys, because I'm really, really passionate about you guys starting your business and not allowing, you know, fear and psychological, um, and your subconscious to get in the way of that. It's a lot more simple than what you think, but it's a lot more work than what you're probably taking in consideration. So stay tuned. We will be back next week. So, um, yeah, just make sure you watch out for us.